0: Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. So today I want to speak to you. I want to do a little refresher from last time I was up here. I spoke from the book of Mark chapter 5. I was talking about the man who was demon-possessed. But what I want to really focus on today is actually from the book of Mark, chapter 4, the incident that happened before Jesus came to the man who was possessed by the demon. So let's read. You have that up there? You put that up there? Mark uh, chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. It says, It was evening of that same day, Jesus said to them, Let's go over to the other side. After setting the people away, they took Jesus with them in a boat. It was the same boat he used when he taught them. Other little boats went along with them. He had a little entourage of people going across to the other side. Verse 37 says, a bad windstorm came up. The waves were coming over the side of the boat. It was filling up with water. Jesus was in the back of the boat. Some Bible says in the bottom of the boat, sleeping on a pillow. They woke him up crying out, Teacher, do you not care that we are about to die? Teacher, do you not care that we are about to die? I think we pray like that sometimes. Can't you see I'm struggling here? 39 says, He got up and spoke sharp words to the wind. He said to the sea, Be quiet, be still. At once the wind stopped blowing, there were no more waves. Verse 40 says, he said to his followers, why are you so full of fear? Do you not have faith? Verse 31 says, they were very much afraid and said to each other, who is this? That even the wind and the waves obey him. First point I want to bring to your attention is that even in a storm, we have to trust We have to trust at this point, even the disciples, even the disciples who were also experienced sailors because he had experienced sailors in the boat with him they were following Jesus you see the disciples were doing the right thing in following Jesus they were following the direction that Jesus has given them as you and me know when everything is calm in life we follow we love we serve with a big smile we trust in God because everything is working right Uh, uh, and, and, and to be honest it's true And to be honest, God can be trusted. God will never take you or move you or place you in a situation that he can't take you out of. Are you listening? Proverbs 3, Proverbs 3, chapter 3, 5, 6 says, Trust in me, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Do not depend on your own understanding. It says, seek his will in all you seek his will in all you and he will show you which path to take. If you're seeking his will, there's no, there shouldn't be any problems in which path you should be taking because he should be showing you where to go. As I mentioned last time, I shared with you that Jesus was on his way to the other side and his plans were ready. He knew why he was crossing to the other side, because he needed to deliver this man from demon possession. The disciples were just following his directions. They were just going in the direction that Jesus instructed him to go. So if he is moving you, you have to keep your trust in him, even through a storm. Even when the wind is blowing you have to trust in the process. Even when things are not going your way you have to trust in the process and know that he is next to you. Second point I want to bring to your attention is that we have to apply faith to our storm. We have to apply faith to our storm is very important. It says now the disciples were experienced sailors, and I want to make that an emphasis. They were in the boat. You would think that they would have the knowledge on what to do in the middle of a storm. This happens to sailors all the time. But for some reason, they started to panic, they didn't have control. But they still found themselves in the middle of a storm with all their expertise and knowledge that they had at their disposal. They were not able to help themselves to deal with the storm. So it doesn't matter how much you may know, how much experience you may have, or the career or the knowledge you may have. When you find yourself in trouble, what? Good will the money and the career and the know-how do to save you. To save your marriage, to save your kids, to save you in the middle of sorrow. Certain problems we encounter cannot be solved with our experience, wisdom, and money. Sometimes we think we can take care of everything with money. We can't. But this is the problem that we always have. Have we deal with this all the time? We feel like our materialistic success can take care of our all of our necessities. Now you can see why it's easy to understand how unbelievers fall short when they are in the middle of a storm, because they can easily be driven to a life of unanswered problems. Problems, chapter ten, verse twenty-five. The reason why I'm talking like this is because I've dealt with kids for three days. I'm trying to calm myself down. When you're dealing with a kid and you got a shark costume, you got to move. Here we go. It says, when the storm passes, the sinful man is no more. But the man who is right with God has a place to stand forever. But the man who is right with God has a place to stand forever. I want you to ask your neighbor. Neighbor, are you right with God? As believers... We can never run out of hope because if everything fails we have faith at our disposal. Faith allows us to tap God's supernatural power to overcome any storm. Jesus is calming the storm teaches us to apply faith in our lives. Especially against the problems we are powerless to overcome. There's going to be issues that we're going to be powerless to overcome. There's going to be problems that are going to be we're going to be powerless to overcome. There's going to be moments in our life that we're going to be powerless to overcome. They're going to come. They're going to come. Go back to that verse. Go back to that verse. Go back to that verse. When the storm passes, the sinful man is no more. The storms are going to pass, but the man who is right with God has a place to stand forever. Forever. But the issue that we face is that we are asking for something to happen and our faith is so weak. We believe, but at the same time, we're second guessing our father's abilities in our life. We're automatically say, God, I know you can take care of this, but I'm like, you know what? I need need to do some overtime because I got bills to pay. So I got to work more. I'm not telling you not to work. I'm not telling you not to do that. That's, That's called not being responsible. You have to work. But when you're praying, believe in that prayer. Have faith in that prayer that Jesus is listening. The reason why we are here today in this room is because we have had an opportunity to encounter our heavenly father some way or somehow throughout our life. If you are able one day when church is dismissed, if you're able to talk to some of these people here and ask them, hey, how was your life before you came to Christ? You would be really surprised. But that's what God does. God works in people who are not qualified and makes them qualified. You're here because you're already qualified. God God said, you know what, he did his twerking or she did her twerking, you know, in this new society we live in. But he's here today and they are qualified. Maybe you're here because you had a bad past experience or you had a past experience in your life and you're seeking something amazing to occur in your life because we can feel how much he loves us. You see, when you feel the love of Jesus, you continue to seek more of him. So that is why we are here this morning, because there's something there's something that we love. There's some 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 kind of feeling that we receive when we're in the presence of God. It's to the point that when we don't hear from him, we ask, God, are you still there? Are you listening? I've prayed a lot. And I've had many moments where I prayed that same prayer. I said, God, are you listening? I'm here. Hello, are you listening? I had moments in my room, in my other room in my house. You know, I got three bedrooms, so I went to another bedroom and I started praying. I said, God, I need you to. I need you to listen to me. I'm hurting right now. And I ask God those same things. Are you listening? I need you to understand and to know that God is always listening. Even when you are not, he is still present. He is still present. There's moments in our lives that we don't listen. We stop listening and God is talking to us, but we choose not to listen. We choose not to pay attention. When we started this camp and I was talking to the people that were volunteering, I was already putting them through a whole process. I had like a file cabinet of all the volunteers. I knew their strong points and I knew their weak points. And I said, hmm, Miguel likes to blow bubbles. No, 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 bubbles. So if he likes to blow bubbles, he could do good with some balloons. So I said, Miguel, can you make me an octopus? I said, I want it to be real big. And he says, you know what? He said, let me go home and let me me see what I can do. This dude went home, he studied, he watched YouTube videos. He came back with a bag of 600 and then said, hey, we need some more help because these are a lot of balloons. And it was me, it was uh, um, some other volunteers. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting names. Maria, Maria, my wife, Alicia. We were all here blowing. Our eyes were popping. Um, We were about to pass out. But I was like... I'm going to cry it's all over the place. But he, I was listening. You see, God will send the help. You may have a vision, but God will send the help. And I said, you know what? I'm going to leave that to you. And guess what? I sat there. I did one while my wife did 10. I did one while Miguel did 20. I did one. But that's a good sign of a leader, right? And I had a machine. I'm telling you, I I, I honestly got a headache the whole time. I was was like, you know what? I can't do this no more. Let's go back to the sailors. You see, the sailors were in the boat. And that... In the boat, and the boat was filling with water, even though they were equipped and with the know how, and, they, and they, they, they still needed help for some reason. The Bible said that, the, that they started to look for Jesus in the boat. They started calling out to Jesus. You see, they knew that they were in the helpful hands of Jesus. They knew that they were in the presence of Jesus. The problem is that we forget sometimes that Jesus is there. We forget sometimes that Jesus was there. They were sailors. They were equipped. They knew how to paddle the boat. They knew how to use the, they just knew how to use the equipment. But when they felt that they couldn't manage, they said, oh, we got to get Jesus. We need to find Jesus. Where is he? And Jesus was where? On the bottom of the boat, sleeping on a pillow, chilling. While everybody else was going through a moment of chaos. He was just relaxing. You think your storm is moving Jesus? Do you think your storm is going to move Jesus? Jesus has an answer for everything. He just needs you to take that moment and call out. Some of us aren't calling out. We call out on Facebook. We call out on TikTok. I don't know. Maybe do some stuff. I don't know. We call out everywhere else, but we never call out to Jesus. When we made that prayer of salvation saying, Jesus, come into my life. Jesus is already inside of you, sleeping on a pillow, waiting for you to just call out. He's chilling. He's like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Just call out to me. Just trust in me. Stop thinking you can do everything. What you can do is materialistic. What you need is something supernatural. You need something that can impact your life in a supernatural way. Let me slow down. I went off my top. I just got into it. Are you listening? Don't allow your storms, your obstacles, your trials to distract you from who Jesus is in your life. Your faith is only determined on your determination and getting close to him. You want to know how to strengthen your faith? Start looking for him. You want to learn how to strengthen your faith and your family? Start looking for him and he'll fix everything else you got. But the problem is we want to put all our problems on Oprah. Oprah said this, but Jesus said this. Dr. Phil said this, but Jesus said this. You know what happens when people are doing the comparisons between these talk show hosts and Jesus? Is that Jesus puts you in your place. While everybody else just puts things that you want to hear in your ear. Jesus says, you're not listening. I've been speaking to you for some time, but you don't want to listen. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to lay down on my pillow and just chill while you go through this storm. I'm still here. I'm waiting. I haven't had one moment with you this week. I haven't had one moment with you having a moment of devotional in your room this week. I haven't had a moment with you on your phone um, reading some scriptures. I haven't had that time with you. You see, the sailors, what they had was a relationship with Jesus. Jesus was in the midst of them. They knew that Jesus was close. They knew that Jesus could help them. So they ran down and they said, let's find Jesus. And they said, Jesus, help us out. We need help. Point number three is that God works through your impossibilities. God works through your impossibilities. What you think is an impossibility for you, for God is a possibility. It's possible. When Jesus calmed the storm, it reminds us that when that 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 what is impossible for man, with God, all things are possible. What you see as an impossibility, God sees as a possibility. When you say it can't happen, or be done. Jesus says it's finished. Yeah. Matthews 19.26 says. Jesus said to them. With people this is impossible. But with God all things are possible. Yes. I, I'm going to read it again. Y'all did feel that one. I felt that one. Yeah. Matthews 19.26 says. Jesus said to them. With people this is impossible. With your girls. With your boys. It's impossible with God all things are possible with God all things are possible you see during the storm some of the disciples being fishermen applied their year of experiences and their strength in attempt to save their boat and their lives but the storm prevailed over them and their effort did not pay off then they called out to Jesus and Jesus the Lord spoke (sighs) What now? Jesus, there's a storm upstairs. Are you serious? I'm coming. He says, be still. The Bible says that immediately, that immediately, not two weeks, immediately. If you're going through a storm and it hasn't passed, it's because you haven't reached out to Jesus. So it's not going to immediately go away. The Bible says that immediately the powerful storm ceased and there was calm all over the ocean. Guess what? His disciples were looking with wonders because of, of them. It was impossible to overcome such a storm. They were wondering how Jesus was able to command away a mighty storm of this caliber. You see, this storm Of this caliber outdone their wisdom, outdone their expertise, outdone their experiences, outdone their strength. You might have spent a great deal of your life struggling with a difficult problem. It could be a chronic disease. It could be infertility. It can be poverty. It can be sense of emptiness. It can be sense of failure. But if you could humble yourself and earnestly and continually call upon God... He will assuredly answer you. It might take days. It might take an hour. It might take the minute or instantly for your request to be granted. You see, but when Jesus said, peace, be still, that was a great calm. It was just calm. I wish I could do that sometimes in arguments. Be still. I can't. Because then my wife will start speaking Spanish. And I'm still learning. And she starts speaking fast. And I'm like, hmm. Imagine, Corey, cool. imagine you saying to Anna, hey, be still. Love, he, love, love. <laughs> you see, Jesus said, be still, and there was calm. However, when Christ spoke those words, not only did the storm cease, but all the effect of it died away into a great calm, leaving Jesus' disciples to marvel in what just happened. John 14, 27 says, I got that. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Peace I leave with you. Go back. Go back. Go back. back. I'm hype right now. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Next. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. He is saying to us that He has already given us peace, that His peace has been given to us through Him. And do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. And it's hard to not be afraid when we're in this world. I know. It's hard. See, when my son got diagnosed with uh, type 1 diabetes, that hurt my heart. Because I lost, I felt like I was a father who just lost control. And I said, God, why? Like, why? You see, I did one of those prayers. I was like, why? Are you listening to me? I'm doing everything you're telling me to do, but why? 27 says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. See, in that car when I was crying, and I was crying loud because I was in that car crying, I looked up, and I saw the building of A.I. DuPont, and I seen these windows everywhere. And my spirit says, you're crying, but there's a whole bunch of other people dealing with a whole lot of other things. You have the answer. You have the answer for your situation. He's just laying on a pillow, waiting for you to call out. And I said, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. And I moved on. Now you see my son running everywhere. He's doing well. Now he uses that as his biggest excuse now. He said, Dad, it's my diabetes. He's like, no. He's like, "I got a headache." No, stop. I, I can see your numbers. You're okay. If I ask him to do something I'm like that, I can't. I got Dobby, He's Like no. <laughs> that boy make me laugh. Always using it. Number four. This is a good point here. Number four. Bring that up. Point number four. Be a conduit as Jesus was a conduit. Be a conduit as Jesus was a conduit. You see, the problem is that when we read the verse, we just go back to, we just go immediately to the storm. But the Bible says that there was other ships on the water sailing with them. And those ships were described as small ships. So the storm was not a problem for only Jesus and his disciples, it was also a problem for a lot of other ships that were around him. If Jesus's larger ship was at risk of sinking in the storm, then you can imagine and be sure that the other small ships were more at risk of sinking and or being damaged. Therefore, when Jesus calmed the storm, he brought deliverance not only to his disciples, but to many other ships that would have been perished in the storm. They received the blessing that Jesus sent off into the storm. Are you understanding? When Jesus calms your storm, he is not only finding a solution to your problem, but he is also uh, uh, finding solutions for the ones around you. He's finding solutions for your spouse. He's finding solutions for your marriage. He's finding solutions for your kids. He's finding solutions for your work environment. He's changing it up. He's finding solutions for your friends. Will, come here, Will. Rob, come here, Rob. You see, when I am taking my time and I am strengthening my faith, God starts to work through me. He starts to work through me. He starts to strengthen my faith. He starts to strengthen the way I act around people. So that when I connect with Will and we're chilling out and we're relaxing, maybe playing some basketball. I don't know. I don't play ball. Eating. Eating, yeah. Grown folks eat when we're eating when he's around me I become a conduit of Jesus and I'm able to send more blessings on to, my, um, to, to, to Will but the first thing that happens that we don't see is that Jesus blesses me first and when he blesses me I'm able to bless Will and then Will is able to feel that you, got little... you see that you, you, you see that That blessing that I give him runs through his body, and then he's able to bless his wife. Then he's able to bless their kids. But it happens through my relationship with God. So then when I'm eating and I'm saying, bro, you know who we forgot to invite? Rob. Rob got all the moves. He need to be a part of our little action here. So while he's over here telling me something about what happens to him in this life, he starts to pop it from that angle. I pop it from this angle, then I throw it off to Rob and he pops it that way. And then we just pop it. And then we just pop it. And then and then while I'm popping it and I'm popping this way, Rob goes home and he goes home still popping. Go home, still popping. Oh, 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 oh. Yo, listen. And then, and then when 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 Will leaves, when Will leaves, he leaves popping it. And he breakdancing. And he's excited. And he's full with God's blessing and God's mercy over his life. Be a conduit as Jesus was a conduit. While the storms were... were, You guys can sit down. Thank you for the breakdancing skills. I appreciate it. All right. I'm going to get something tonight. She was like this, boy, that was straight. I like that. I'm going to do the cabbage patch. i see you, bro. Listen, you see, while this one ship was going through chaos, you see, Jesus was crossing to the other side with a whole flock of other ships. What happened there was able to be reflected all the way around. The blessing that Jesus was able to produce here, was able to produce this ship, was able to produce in this ship, was able to produce in this ship, was able to produce in this ship. But it all starts with that one. That one ship who had what? Jesus in the midst. In the center, Jesus was there. And because Jesus was there, he was able to bless everyone else. I still want to dance. Stop, stop. This is why it's so important. Listen, parents, listen, 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 Linda, listen. This is why it's so important to make sure that you fight for your children. You got to fight for your children. I'm telling you, I'm in the school system. I see it every day. I see it every day. I'm like, Lord, protect them, Lord. Blessed, they don't even know I'm praying for them. I just go like this. I'm like, not totally I baptize you. (laughs) I'm just baptizing kids left and right. They don't even know it. We can't be the reason why they don't also receive the blessing. We cannot, parents, we cannot be the reason why our children do not receive the blessing. Allow Jesus to flow through you so that it can also flow through your kids. Let me tell you something. When I was young, I told this story a lot. When I was younger, my dad would pray for us every morning. He would wake us up with a bowl of cereal. And then he'll say, Here's your coffee. We were kids, we drank coffee at that age. We're you know, we're recon, so we drink coffee with everything. You see, he 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 would have his moment with us. Because my mom was working. That was a time where they were both working different hours. So one parent took the responsibility to cover us with the blessing. Cover us with God's protection. He was a conduit of Jesus, and he filled his kids up with enough Jesus so that when they were able to enter into the public schools, I did not go to a Christian school. I went to a public school. It was cheap. So listen, listen. So when I was able to enter into those public schools, those things that the teachers were sitting that didn't fit right in my spirit, I knew it. And I just walked away. But parents, we have to fight for our children. You're saying, oh, this generation is going down. It you can be the answer why it doesn't. could be the answer why it doesn't so every time i would pray alex come up can you come up here that's my let me tell you my sister for 4 days, for 3 days was doing sound was doing av was raising a baby was taking photos now that just gives me more ammunition to use against david i'm like yo to of work, brother. You got to do something. Because he holding it down. You see, so while we're, while my parents, my dad was praying for us, he would pray for us and he would open the umbrella of God's grace. This is a cheap umbrella. It might close on us, but it's just for the illusion. So that everywhere we would go, we walk a little bit. Because you know what? But the things that you don't see here—that God was able to bless me and my sister when we was in school—but now my sister's able to bless her daughter. You see, my dad was able to be a conduit. He blessed us, so now we are able to bless our children with the gospel that we had embedded into us. Every day, my dad would pray, "You've never been in trouble until you got in trouble with my dad." <laughs> My dad, I'd rather, I'd rather got a beating than get in a conversation with my dad. My dad would use every verse in the Bible. Every verse in the Bible to make you feel bad. I was like, yeah, I'm a sinner. But this is what happens. So every time, every time I'm with Alex, I leave Alex with an umbrella. She's able to walk everywhere and she's able to be covered with God's grace. Every time I'm with Will, thank you, I know you don't lot. Every time I'm with Will, I'm able to bless him and he's able to walk around. Come on, Will. Walk around with the covering of Jesus. The covering of Jesus. Look at that. He said, give me that covering. (laughs) Matthew 5, 16. Put that up there. You can stay right there. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out. Oh, some of us aren't showing no good deeds. Let your good deeds shine, uh, shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. You want to know why you got some messed up friends? It's because you yourself is messed up. Oh, Fix yourself first and then they'll be fixed through you. Because of your ongoing relationship with Jesus. So when, when me and Will break a dance, the blessing, we living in the blessing. We flowing in the blessing. People say stuff about us when we us walk. We in the blessing. They said, oh you guys are ugly. I was like, yeah, right, I'm handsome. We in the blessing. Like, we're in the blessing. I'm like, Will man, how old are you, Will? 39. 39. He was like he's 16. Hey. He living in the blessing. We walk around. And we walking around. We walking around in the blessing. You see when we have conversations, when we have conversations at home and me and him are just chilling and we he's at my house chilling, and so what we eating right now? What We eating. I like I'm over here trying to get some other kind of said, burritos. all right so while we in burritos chilling we okay. in a blessing you see in the same way listen my god you messed me up in the same way Let your good deeds shine out for all those to see. The reason why Will is able to continue with the blessing is because I was able to show the good deeds that God is working through me. So I'm able to motivate Will so that when Will goes home, he's motivated. He's shined up. He has the light all over the place. He's excited because God is doing amazing things. And it continues to flow through him because I already started the movement. And I just passed it on him. And you pass it on. Thank you. But the problem is that, good job, Will. (laughs) You see, this is the reason why when we go through a storm in life and, and, and we see the work of God moving, we need to take time to say thank you to the Lord. We need to take time to worship. What we're doing right now is showing Worship to the Lord this morning. We're taking time. We're filling ourselves up with word. We're filling ourselves with moments of worship. You can do this at home, but it's good when you're around other people with the same mindset, with the same purpose. We're coming here like I see all those Tesla chargers everywhere now. Those cars make me laugh. They make me laugh. Because I've seen like six of them use a tow truck to get to a charger. So you're still using gas. But there's a charging. This is a charging port. <laughs> you guys. I'll set myself up. You see, every time we're here, we're being charged up. This is our charging port. This is our charging location. You can do it at home. There's people saying, no, I'm okay. I don't need to come to church. No, you need to come to locations like this where you can be embraced, where you can be loved, where you can be saying, where somebody can say, yo, I love the way you smile. You have an awesome smile because you don't know who else is going through a storm right now. We can have it all together, but we can also be going through a storm. Allow yourself to be a conduit of Jesus. Allow yourself to be immersed in Jesus. Stop looking for other people for answers. Run to Jesus. Remember in the story that while the man were going through a moment of chaos, Jesus was still there. Even though he was asleep and resting at the bottom of the boat, he was still there. The issue is that most of us are living without Jesus. We're living without having faith in Jesus. And then when chaos happens, we don't know what to do or where to go. Last week when Pastor Jose, Pastor Jose was sharing, uh, we read uh, the story of, of about Peter walking on water. You see, Peter said a prayer, very small prayer. He said, save me when he was sinking. When the storm was around, he said, save me. And then what happened? Jesus came into action. It didn't take a couple seconds. He just said, Jesus, save me. And Jesus came into action and walked him back into the boat. One of the biggest points of that story that impacted me was that Jesus was still saving even while the storm was happening. What you think that a storm is for you isn't a storm for God. Isn't a storm for Jesus. Jesus is like this, bro, I'm right here. He's called out to me. Bro, I've been here waiting, but you're not calling out to me. Jesus was still at work in the middle of the storm. The Bible says that as soon as Jesus got into the boat, the storm stopped completely. What I want you to get is that we shouldn't wait until the storm comes our way to call out to Jesus. Our faith shouldn't just be used when we need it. It it should be activated at all times. Allow yourself to flow with the love and the compassion of Jesus. So that others can feel and be impacted through your own connection with Jesus. We had fun. We did some illustrations. I pray that you receive these four points. This is the wrap-up. We're not talking about no more seeds when seeds roars anymore. We have a couple of, five Sundays? Five. five Sundays. And Pastor Jose has been waking up at 6.30 praying for you guys. It's your faith that determines your strength with your faith. You're, it's you. you. You make that decision. Jesus is there. He's sleeping on the pillow. He's just waiting. He's just waiting for you to call out to him. I thank you for this opportunity. And I just ask that we can all stand up. For those that are watching, I hope this word has encouraged you and strengthened you to continue your walk. I ask that you continue to focus. Keep keep your eyes straight on him and he'll take care of the rest. Just allow him to flow in your life. So I just want to pray for you guys. I want to dismiss the online people first. Dear Lord, we just ask that those that are watching, Lord, who are motivated through this word, who are encouraged through this word, and understand that they can withstand any war of any kind of sea that will come their way right. if they're in the midst of Jesus and their faith is steadfast in Jesus. Lord, I pray, Lord, that as they continue, Father, their walk, Father, that they're strengthened every day, Father, and that they're encouraged. I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. So thank you again for checking out our podcast if you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org see you next time